people don't create their purpose uh, and their values that the Lord really has given you strengths. You know, he's given you passions. He's given you the ingrained values in that and this heart for what you want your legacy to, to be and all that. And so it's really a discernment process. Hey, you're listening to the Follower of One podcast. We want our faith to matter full time, whatever we're doing, but especially at work. Here's today's podcast. Hey, everyone, it's Mike Henry with Follower of One. And today we have a special treat on the Follower of One podcast. I'm talking with my friend Mark Dieterding of Triune Leadership Services. Mark, would you say hi and introduce yourself and tell people about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Good afternoon, everybody. It's just a real pleasure to be here as uh, an honor to be on uh, Mike's Follower of One podcast. I tell you, I've been looking forward to this uh, for sure. So, uh, yes, I'm Mark Dieterding and uh, currently uh, am a leadership development consultant and an executive coach. Um, for I started the business Triune Leadership Services about 10 years ago. And uh, after a a career in the printing industry for 35 years and having the opportunity to lead a lot of people and uh, to make a lot of mistakes and to learn along the way. And so that's what uh, right now I really get the opportunity to give back and share what I learned in those many years and invest into leaders to really help them to lead at a higher level and looking to Jesus as the model for that. And uh just absolutely love what I do and the opportunity to uh, to share that. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mark. Mark and I, we met back in the when I was still doing Lead Change Group, and you came out with your book, Leading Jesus Way, which is right here. We'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, but tell me a little bit about what. So, what do you? What kind of work do you do in Triune Leadership Services? What kinds of coaching and what types of things do you do and Who do you typically work with? Yeah, right on. So my business basically breaks down into three segments, and they're pretty equal segments, if you will. The first, uh, which is how I really started Triune Leadership Services, is a leadership roundtable group that I run. And I basically have multiple groups of that each year. And what that is, is leaders from any number of different organizations that basically raise their hand and say, you know what, I'd really love to learn about servant leadership. And I'd love to learn really this model that you talk about in Leading Jesus Way. And so it's a forum where uh, basically run it over a six month time period uh, where people come together on a once a month basis. And I uh, invest in them into, into this model to really help them to understand what Leading Jesus Way looks like um, on a day to day basis in their life. Not only professionally, but probably more importantly, personally and with their family uh, as well. And what's happened there is that really opened it up to people saying, wow, this is fantastic. But I feel like I've just tipped the iceberg and I'd really like, you know, some help in driving this culture of servant leadership, being a purpose driven, values based organization focused on servant leadership within my organization. And so then what I do is they bring me in and I do some training of their senior leadership team, helping them build their foundation of their purpose, their vision, their values, and then stepping into how that looks 
to really drive this culture of servant leadership. So that's the second third is really working inside specific organizations with senior leadership teams um, and helping them understand how to drive that and, and to multiply, if you will. And then the third aspect of the business is all about my executive coaching. So when I got out of the corporate world, I knew that I wanted to invest into senior leaders um, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And so I got certified by the International Coaching Federation um, as an executive coach. And uh, so that's about a third of what I do as well, is I just work with leaders all over the country, actually, um, in stepping in and, and helping them to achieve their dreams, if you will. I chip helping them achieve their goals and what they want to achieve. And, and I would say that the lion's share of the people that hire me as an executive coach do it for a couple of reasons. One is the Christian aspect, the Christian-based you know, coaching that I bring to bear and my background on servant leadership and really being a resource for them as well to help them as they you know, have a desire to drive that in their personal life, family life, and professional life. Very cool. Now, how did, how did you become a Christian? Have you been a Christian for a lot of your life or most of it? Or how did you become yeah. a follower of Jesus? Absolutely. Thank you for that question. I can thank my mom and dad for that, for sure. I, yes, I have been a, I've known nothing different and have certainly advanced in my relationship with Jesus over the years, um, you know, as I got older and continue to just really study the word and uh, build that relationship. But I never knew anything different. My mom and dad were the greatest models of servant leadership and leading Jesus way that I could ever have. So I was really blessed from that standpoint to, uh, to really know and, and to, to understand that we need to lean into Jesus, you know, in every aspect of our lives. And so I feel very fortunate from that fact that I've really not known anything different. Yeah. Now, did you grow up in central uh, Minnesota? No, I actually grew up in central Illinois, uh, okay. just outside of Peoria, Illinois, uh, but have lived in Minnesota now for uh, close to 33 years. Wow. Very cool. We were talking about how cold it is. We recorded this about a month ago as you're listening to it, or maybe even a little more than that. And there's just been snow on the ground at, at Mark's place. So a little brisk up there. Yes, it is. So uh, you're in your professional career, you, your faith, how, tell me a little bit about how you came to integrate your faith with your work. Is it already a part of your daily life? Is this something that you felt like that um, you never struggled with? Or did you or was it a challenge for you early on? So I absolutely have leaned into Jesus, um, you know, for as long as I can remember it. And that even advanced in my, you know, in my high school years, you know, in athletics and uh, just seeing that, you know, everything wasn't going to go just right. And, uh, you know, the comfort and peace that you would get when you just do turn it over to, uh, to God, our creator, if you will. And throughout my entire career, um, that's exactly right. And, and the Lord blessed me beyond, you know, what I could imagine. I always was put into roles that I, you know, should not have been there. I mean, I, what brought me to Minnesota, uh, is I, you know, an organization brought me up here to be 
their vice president general manager of a uh, of an organization with 500 employees and uh, you know multi multi million dollars of of uh, revenue, uh, if you will. That you know at 27, did I have any business you know leading that organization as the as the head of it? Uh, no, but the Lord carried me through it, and I knew that was the only way that I could you know get through that. And that just continued to perpetuate itself all the way through to the point where, you know, I was leading 10 business unit presidents and over a billion dollars worth of revenue and, you know, so forth. So I, you know, and it, there was never a question on where I drew my power. The thing, though, that, Mike, I will tell you is that I was never the best at really sharing that, um, you know, in the workplace, and I'll be very open that I worked at publicly held companies for virtually my entire career. And so I held that pretty close to the vest, um, you know, where, I mean, people knew uh, they could see that I drew on that strength, but it wasn't that I was out, you know, basically saying that this is God's business and, uh, you know, and, and to really share like I could have been, which is what I've really learned, you know, in this second half, you know, if you will, um, in, in working with leaders now that are far more open with that and the impact that you can have around that is just really profound. And so uh, definitely a maturation process over the years uh, for myself around that. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, I think the times have changed a little bit too. Um, you know, I was, it was more difficult, I believe, in the 70s and 80s and 90s to be more open about your faith. I think we're all becoming a little more public with things like that, don't you? Uh, there's no, I mean, that's certainly true for me. I mean, there's no question about that. And I don't know if that's, um, you know, why for sure that that's the case, if it was just the culture of the times uh, or not, or if it was just that uh, I was not as mature in, you know, my faith as what I've gotten to be now. Um, or, you know, that I just didn't have the courage, you know, I, I'm not sure what that was. Um, I know that the strength of what I knew where I got that from has never wavered, but, uh, the sharing of that, it was like, I was holding it to myself where now I just want everybody to have the same thing. Right. And, uh, and that's the wonderful thing about where we are today. Yeah. I think it's a combination. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the words, I didn't have the maturity either but also didn't have my challenge was i didn't have i had a history uh i was not a christian until after i entered the adult productive workforce i was 30 years old when i became a jesus follower okay sure and so at that moment you become a little bit more i i, you become, I became more sensitive to how i act first but then i felt nervous about um trying to back that up with words because my life didn't line up with it and my life hadn't historically lined up with it. I've since kind of learned how to say, yeah, you know, I, I know that I screwed that up <laughs> you no. know, and apologize and try and make it right. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we all go through these processes, but the other thing I thought was kind of interesting, I think there's a humility that we get when we understand where we fit in the universe and that humility helps you if you're listening to this podcast. I think that humility helps you in your career. 
because the biggest part of my problem for most of my career was the fact that I thought I knew. I thought I had the answer. And so God was busy putting me in remedial training all the time. And uh, But it, when you're humble enough to ask and you're and you're searching for his answers for things, I think he helps you more. He guides you more. I think you're right on on that, Mike, for sure. And humility is such a strength as for a leader. I mean, it really is. I think it's one of the greatest strengths that you can have and will just elevate your character so much, you know, when you get that. And um, so that's awesome, Mike. Well, and speaking about character, you talk about character too as part of the plan in leading Jesus way. Talk a little bit about the um, the this process that you outline in the book, Leading Jesus Way. Yeah, so stepping out of the corporate world, and when I when I went into what I do now, is I really wanted to um, supply people with concrete tools, right? I didn't want just theory or anything like that. So I want I put together um, this model of servant leadership that I really felt that Jesus just showed us as clear as could be. And I did a lot of study, you know, you know, based on, you know, what I had learned in those 30, you know, five years of leading uh, and then really studied scripture and, and just looked at Jesus and how he led because holy cow, who's a more uh, successful leader in our world, right? Takes a senior leadership team of 12 and turns it into two and a half billion. Um, you know, there's some serious leadership going on there. So I said, I, I, I want to be able to provide some very specific tools, a model that people can really grasp and say, this is what it looks like. And so I built this model. And that is what I talk about in the book. And that's what I talk about in the leadership roundtable and all my training. It really consists of five key things, Mike, that we step into. One is everything starts with the foundation that, um, you know, our purpose, our vision, and our values. And any organization, any team, any family, any individual really, you know, will benefit from getting, you know, grounded in that foundation. We all know the Bible verses, you know, that talk about, you know, getting grounded on a rock as opposed to sand. And that's really what it is, is getting grounded in, in the Lord and what he's got for you from a purpose, vision, and value standpoint. And on that, you know, just a note on that is I firmly believe that people don't create their purpose uh, and their values, that the Lord really has given you strengths. You know, he's given you passions. He's given you the ingrained values in that and this heart for what you want your legacy to, to be and all that. And so it's really a discernment process, right? Uh, is coming up with that. But it's still heavy lifting is you have to take the time to discern it, think about it and get it written down. So that's the first piece is really getting grounded on your purpose, vision, and values. Yes. Then after that, it's, you know, building energy. It's up to us as leaders to build energy with our team, getting them engaged in the process, right? We want brains in the game, not just hands and feet. And the way you do that is to get people, you know, pumped up about the fact of where they're at. And there's, I talk about any number of ways to do that in the book. The third piece is building performance. And, you know, so often people hear the term servant leadership and they think, oh, this is just kind of a nicey, nice environment that we're trying to build here, right? Nice, soft type thing. And that everybody's feeling good about themselves. 
we certainly want that, but it's far more than that. And we have to be driving performance every day. We've got to be getting better. I always say status quo is not okay. And if you just look at what Jesus demanded of us, you know, and of his followers and so forth, I mean, he basically at the end of the day said, I expect you to do more than me. You know, I, I'm going away. Now you carry on and you be better than I was. Well, that's a pretty high bar. Uh, and so we have to be getting better every day. The fourth piece is building relationships. And that's, you know, we don't go about life in our businesses and our families or whatever on our own. It's all about relationships. And the better we are at building relationships as leaders, the more influence we're going to have and the more effective we're going to be. And that resonates with listen. We've got to be better listeners. I mean, we have to really listen to people at the core. And this is where I talk about this four letter word of love. And that gets back to, I mean, Jesus was the master of this, right? You know, here's the commandments, love God, love your neighbor. It's that simple. Well, we need to seriously care for and love those people within our sphere of influence. And it's a behavior thing. You know, uh, you know, when Paul talks about, you know, the love to the church in Corinth there, he lays out those eight behaviors of love. Love is patient, love is kind and so forth. Well, patience, kindness, respectfulness, selflessness, honesty, humility, forgiveness and commitment. They're all there. Well, we have the opportunity to play that out. It's a choice every day as leaders to step into those behaviors of love. And if we do that, our relationships are going to be so much better. So that's and then the last piece is, as you mentioned, is character. Character sits on top of this model. And if we aren't people of high character, everything tips over. We'll look behind ourselves and there's not going to be anybody there. Nobody's going to be following if we're not aligning our actions with our words, if we're not, you know, walking in integrity, if we're not present and approachable for people, you know, all those things. So we have to be people of high character. And so that really is it. I mean, it's really that simple. I mean, I think that's what Jesus modeled for us and stepping into each of those things every day. It's not linear. It's all of at the same time. Uh, the only linear aspect is the foundation piece, getting that in place. But other than that, you know, that's really what it looks like to, uh, you know, to be a servant leader that's leading Jesus way. Well, and I appreciate you saying that, too. I, the, the, we do, I agree, we discover our purpose, right? God created us for a purpose. It was not like, well, let's see what he does. And, uh, and, but also I, I, I've always known that servant leadership looks really silly unless we're all serving this vision, this shared vision that we have, not one another. But we serve one another in the vision. In the context of the vision is this agreement that we've all made, right, to pursue this ideal. And um, and that's what I love about our faith. Uh, as long as I'm pursuing Christ, the activities and the the interactions that I have with people, I want those to line up with this service to Christ, to being who he created me to be. Uh, that's right on, Mike. And that's that speaks to why it's so important to have that foundation framed up, that purpose and that vision and your values. That provides the blinders, right? So that we know it's the decision-making funnel for everything we do in life. And when you have that, that is what you're a steward of. 
God, you know, put you here with a purpose, with values of get provide a vision where we need to go. Now let that be your guide. And uh, holy cow, it makes everything that much easier. Let's just steward that and move on. And it's just, and that's the same in an organization. And that's the same with our personal life, you know, I mean, getting that grounded. But if we don't have that documented and grounded, then it's kind of up for grabs, right? I mean, it's, you know, whatever anybody thinks for the day. And uh, so that's why as leaders, I mean, when you look at purpose-driven values-based organizations that have it well-documented, they so outperform everybody else. I mean, not even a close second. And it's because they've got these guide rails, right? I mean, this vision of where we're going and everybody's going to the same spot. And uh, it just leads to high performance around the bend. Yeah, that's very cool. No, I agree. It, um, I remember, you know, ages ago and as recently as probably just weeks ago, you think you're pursuing a particular activity and then you find that you're wrong or you discover that you hadn't defined it well enough. And the choice to realign yourself so that you can get back in the groove, you can get back to making the tracks God wants you to make and moving in the direction that he created us for. I think that's this corrective action. I spent a lot of years totally lost in all that, mostly because I wasn't worried about even what God wanted me to do. I was too busy trying to be what I thought I wanted to be. Sure. So it's very cool. I'm, I'm grateful for what you're doing and I'm grateful for your work. Now there's one other organization I wanted to ask you about. So talk a little bit about the Unity Foundation. So, um, yeah, I'm on the board of directors of the Unity Foundation here in Alexandria, Minnesota. Uh, this was started about uh, probably 15 years ago now. And our entire purpose, if you will, is to really help organizations and leaders step into uh, faith at work. In other words, let God out of the box in their workplace. And so uh, we basically serve our community and uh, all the businesses and leaders within the community to help them do that. We have a chaplaincy program where, you know, we have a, a pool of chaplains that people can, you know, get aligned with and bring them into their organizations. We have all kinds of materials to help them to really understand what they can and can't do around the face side of things. And that's actually how the Leadership Roundtable and Triune really started is the Unity Foundation came to me and said, Mark, we'd really love you to invest in our leaders here in this community around servant leadership and around, you know, what you're doing on a day to day basis. But, you know, to step out of that. And so that's just another thing that way that we help organizations to do that. Uh, we put on all kinds of seminars. Um, you know, love and respect seminars, you know, and, you know, bringing in people from outside. Once a month, we have a unity, uh, what we call a faith at work luncheon, uh, where we bring in speakers from all over. Uh, Tom Lehman happens to be from uh, Alexandria. He's spoken three times at Unity Foundation luncheons. Um, and, we, you know, any number of people that, uh, you know, just to come to share how they're playing out their faith in their workplace mm -hmm. and how the workplace really is, you know, I don't know of a better, more fertile mission field, right? I mean, in our day of age, you know, there's a lot of people that never grace the doors of a church and particularly now with COVID going on, I mean, they just don't get there. And so 
where can they be filled? Well, why not in the marketplace? Why not in their workplace and so forth? And so to see what's gone on in these organizations that have embraced this, you know, the uh, prayer teams, the care teams, the devotion groups, the I mean, on and on and on. And what's come out of that where fellow employees are stepping up when somebody has a hardship and donating their vacation time, donating what, I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on to see the power of what happens when people get together in the name of Christ within an organization and what can happen then. So yeah, it's, I'm pretty uh, pumped up always about any time we get to talk about the Unity Foundation and the impact that it's having. The other thing, Mike, that we've done on that is we've helped other communities step into doing the same thing. We've probably got three other communities here in the state of Minnesota where people have said, hey, can you help us start something like that? We'd really like to get a group of you know uh, people, leaders in our community that will help invest into the community to raise them up you know, for the greater good. And uh, so, yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah, and if as you're listening to this, you're thinking, you know, I wish my community had one of those, then you can reach out to me or you can reach out to Mark. We'll put contact information in here and find out more about how to start a Unity Foundation organization in your community. Right on. So I'm grateful for what you do. I'm grateful for how that works. We moved around quite a bit, and I noticed that in different cities, different things work. And if what you've tried in your city didn't work, don't say nothing won't work. Just try something else. Yeah. That's what you believe you're being called to do. I want to encourage you to do it. I, the other thing that I'd love for you, you know, people who are listening to this podcast, if you want to start a group online, you can start one in the follower one online community. Um, we, we let our members form subgroups in there. So hopefully we can find ways to help people funnel their energy into mobilizing other believers in the marketplace too. But this idea with the Unity Foundation is a great one. And there are other organizations as well. So if I can connect you to anyone or if Mark can connect you to anyone, please feel free to ask. Mark, I'm grateful for this. This has really been fun. I want to go through real quickly how people can contact you. What's the... What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, probably through my email. Uh, that's mark at triuneleadershipservices.com. Uh, and my website is triuneleadershipservices.com. And uh, they can see, you know, I, I work, find my email and all my contact information there, phone number and so forth. And also those services. I mean, uh, you have the opportunity to know when, next leadership roundtable group is coming up and that type of things, which we're now doing virtually as well so that we can reach people all over the country. Um, and so it doesn't have to be just local, um, you know, too. So yeah, we'd love to connect with anybody who has a heart for wanting to learn more about uh, Leading Jesus Way for sure. Yeah. And that's the book Leading Jesus Way. You can find that on his website too. And you will have links to all of this in the show notes, including a little note about the leadership roundtable. You know, if that's something that you consider being involved in, certainly ask. I mean, I think it's exciting, don't you, that God's doing all these things. And, and now because of COVID and the Internet and everything else that's going on, 
we're all international. Someone else took, someone else I was reading today, someone on their LinkedIn profile took international speaker off of their LinkedIn profile because we all are. (laughs) That's funny. That's awesome. And, uh, and so we all are, you're an international, we're an international video by uh, podcaster right now too. So it's great stuff. Well, and that you're such a blessing, Mike, to all those you're serving in this and helping them along their journeys, because that's really what it is, right? I mean, we're all on a journey. We're at different stages for sure, but we're all on a journey and it's a journey that doesn't end. And so any, um, you know, one of the greatest strengths you can have as a leader is to raise your hand and say, you know what, I'd love some help in this journey. I really love some help. I know that I can, I mean, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today without some great coaches in my life. Ken Blanchard wrote the endorsement for the back cover of my book. If I hadn't run, you know, into him and him being a mentor and, you know, uh, somebody who I've learned so much from, you know, I can't even imagine. I mean, we all need different people like that in our lives that just help us get to where, you know, God has intended us to give. But guess what? You have to raise your hand. You have to ask and so forth. And uh, so thanks for what you do, Mike, and, you know, helping people that are raising their hand as well. And uh, yeah, that's my heart. That's why I get up every morning to help leaders to lead at a higher level, to enable them to achieve their God-given potential. So um, anybody that wants wants that help, I'm here for them. Well, I'm grateful for you. I'm also grateful uh, as we record this, Mark's about to go on one of our marketplace mission trips. So uh, we'll do another one maybe in the future and you can tell people what you think about that as well. And um, I'm just excited. I'm grateful to be in this partnership with you that we're both working on God's program. And then it's exciting to see what everyone's doing. I mean, I, I don't, we don't have any competitors other than the apathy of, not wanting to be involved and not wanting to do something. No, we're just in that line of Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus' whole role was to multiply. And he invested in those 12 and then they went out and multiplied and they went, and that's where we're at. We're in that line right now. And our command is to go out and multiply as well. And so that's what we're trying to be obedient to. And, um, And it's just so fun to the more people that we have the opportunity to rub shoulders with, to help along the way, along the journey, and to get into that same line of multiplication, the better our world's going to be. And uh, so, yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank you very much for being on here. And I'm grateful to you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate all you do. Thank you. And for everyone listening from Follower of One, thank you for listening to the podcast. Take a minute and think of one other person you know that needs to hear this and share it with them. I'm grateful to you for being a Marketplace minister and for making a difference where you are. Let either myself or Mark know how we can help you. Thanks very much. Hey, you've been listening to the Follower of One podcast. Follower of One is an online community of people who intentionally follow Jesus every day at work or wherever we are. Join us at community.followerofone.org and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it in your various social media channels. Thanks for listening.